I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn a, into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is like chemistry lab. You're I just, on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. I am alongside Paulie Sibilia today. Paulie and Steve with you up until 2 o'clock. We've got Dan from the Wildcat Sports Pub uh, scheduled to join us at 1230. We've got the Hall of Famer Jim Beheim at 1 o'clock. And then Mike Waters, award winner, coming up at 1.30. He's a Hall of Famer in my book. He is. He is. Uh, great show for you today. The Paul of Fame, I'd call it. We'll... Uh, We'll take your phone calls throughout. 315-437-7644. How was the trip to Louisville? It was fun. The basketball was ugly, but the trip was fun. Quick. Quick. Was that like How uh, long are you in the car for? A lot of time. Okay. It wasn't quick. That then. was that was uh but it, it was peaceful. I I only spoke to Jordan briefly. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> that it was, was the highlight. It was nice and yeah. It was uh it was very uh it was very relaxing. That was probably one of the ugliest basketball games I've ever seen. Right? Yeah, and they'll, they'll be the first to admit it. It, it wasn't great, um, but sometimes you you know you got to win the ugly ones, and uh, and they were able to win an ugly one. Do, are you of that? Uh, are you of that belief that it doesn't matter how you win that game, you just got to win it? And they did, and you move on. You well, just hopefully, forget it ever happened. Am I of that belief? Yes. If they had lost that game, and I said this on the the show yesterday, that it would have been devastating. Well, we said it before the game. Yeah, it would have been devastating. They so they won, and at the end of the year, nobody's going to care if they won by one or eight or seventeen. They they won, um, and that's about all you could say about it. That was its redeeming quality is that they had one more point than Louisville. But yeah, you throw it out and you you hope it was an outlier and you you move on to the next one. And you're gonna have to play a lot better in the next. And one. you know what, guys? I'm gonna say this too. This may not shock. Louisville's gonna do that to a couple teams this year. They're they're still Louisville. Well, yeah, yeah and and look around the ACC right now. I mean, everybody's giving everybody a game, right? I mean, everything's close. Um, some head scratchers again last night. I mean, Duke didn't score for the first eight minutes. <laughs> Uh, didn't have a field goal for almost eight minutes and, and got crushed by NC State. Uh, Miami loses. You know, you've got Clemson and Pittsburgh right now are the two teams that are undefeated. I think in the Clemson's conference. pretty good. Pittsburgh, I'm kind of see. It's funny you should say that. Did you watch the game last night, Clemson Vratech? I, I I watched that game. I watched the second half, and I was like, eh, like. There there really aren't anything special. Well, like, I feel like we did this last year with the ACC too, and. They did good in the tournament, and according to Coach Beheim, that's all that matters. So we'll see if they can do it again this year because it's ugly basketball right now. And I, I do th- like I think Clemson is is pretty good. I, I don't they they don't scare me though. I don't. Well, did don't North s- Carolina scare you going into the tournament last year? I mean, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. I'm just saying, like I, I'm not I'm not diminishing the fact that, that they're undefeated in the league, right? Um, but that, I mean, that's another head scratcher last night. I mean, I, Isaiah Wong had what, what do you have six points? Or I mean, but people are going to lose. Like everybody, 
I try to explain this to Syracuse fans. This is it happens to every team in college basketball. You're going to go out and lay an egg once during the season. You know, the fact that it happened to a couple teams on the same night. But yeah, I'm not worried that the ACC is like some terrible conference. It, it, right. It's good basketball. It just it's you know it may not be number one, number two teams in the country like you. Virginia is still probably the best team in the conference. I mean, we were talking about this yesterday, and you know, Brian brought up North Carolina, and I I tend to agree with Brian that I I think the the ceiling is the highest for them. Obvi- I mean, obviously, you look at what they but did really, last year, but they just went on a run last year. They weren't great last year. They went on a run, and they got a lot of those guys back after going on. Yeah, a run. but they also were the yeah they went on that run, but they also lost a lot of games last year with that same team. I, I still think they're pretty good, and and you're right, Virginia's good too. I mean, Virginia. Um, you know, they're 11th in the country right now. I know they just lost to Pittsburgh, but you look at their losses. Their losses are to two nationally ranked teams and, and Pittsburgh, who's who's going to be nationally ranked, you would think, if they keep playing like this. And I know that they didn't get off to a great start, but Pitt's playing pretty good basketball right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it is it, – the, the conference is wide open. I mean, that's that's – that's the lesson in all this is that the conference is wide yeah. open. It's not like you've got it, a couple of dominant teams and, well, there's no way they're going to beat Duke this year, no way they're going to beat Carolina. Everybody's beatable, as, as we're finding out. No, CBW, now we're going to hear how great of a two-win Louisville team is. No, no, we're not going to hear that. I am saying Louisville's going to do that to a couple teams this year. It's it's the way basketball works. There's always a terrible team that wins in conference a couple times. It, it's just, come on, don't be stupid. The, the worst team in the league is going to beat you. Syracuse lost to BC when they were the number one team in the country once. You know, it happens. It happens to everybody. Right, especially in, in, in major, conference. major yeah. conferences. Uh, it happens to everybody. But you asked the, the question, and I, 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 I'll get around to answering it. Yeah, I think that all that mattered from Tuesday night was that they won the game. It you know at the end of the day I mean you know we can dissect the game of what went right what went wrong and we could talk about that but come March all that matters is that they won the game because if they had lost the game, uh, that would have been is, devastating to their resume. Has the question come up? Is Samir Torrance hurt? Yes. He okay. Is hurt. Okay. Yeah. I, I I did I was in a car and didn't know. It, yeah. So but, Co- uh, Coach Beheim talked about what the injury is. He says the shoulder injury. And he said, and we can actually ask him about it today, but he said that Samir is able to to shoot and extend up, but he's, he's having difficulty extending out. Okay. Because if there wasn't a game where uh, the calming influence of a junior guard would have helped, it was... I'm not... Judah and Joe have been amazing this year, but there was just... It felt like there was a time where Judah needed to be set. In that game, and I, I kind of figured there was an injury that, that uh, prevented Samir from coming in. Yeah, and and I'm I'm curious, and we can ask Jim Beheim if he's available for Saturday because I think Saturday is another game where it would be it would be good to have another ball handler. Yeah, who, who you could go to. Joe because, could struggle with these guys if he. Has, well, I, if, I think both if, the guards well, could struggle yeah. with these guys. I mean, guards period struggle with this team. Yeah, but. It, the thing I think that's different this year is they've got someone that can get by Kihei Clark for once. It's been three years or a hundred if in Kihei Clark's yeah. situation. They haven't had anybody that could get past that kid. It's, you know, no, if we're going to talk a little bit about Joe and how you can't hate on the kid now because how great he's playing. He, 
He can't get past Kia Clark. Right. Well, not too many can get past Kia Clark. He's a, a first team, uh, you know, all uh, all ACC defensive For player. For fifty years. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a heck of a defender, and he harasses you. And um, but you're right, Judah. I think will have the ability to get by him. But that's the thing about this Virginia defense that it's not just one on one. If I beat my guy, I'm going to get no. to the basket. They are so good at closing out and helping. And so that that's where Judah and I I talked with Jerry yesterday on the show, and then again. Uh, today, I, I talked to Jerry as we get ready for the TV version of Orange Nation tonight, and we, we talked about Judah and his mentality going into this game, that he likes to go 100 miles an hour, and he's got to be smart. Like This is a game where Judah has to be smart um, against this defense and maybe pick his spots and, get, and not necessarily change the way he plays, but just be aware of how the how to attack this particular team because it's different. Yeah, the, the difference this year, too, and we saw, we saw it. In a glimpse that rarely happens against this defense in an overtime game about two years ago where someone got into the lane and Buddy started knocking down shots because he was wide open. But you've got to have a guard that can get in the lane, be calm, not turn it over, and get that open look for him. And, uh, and you got to hope someone can knock it down. And- They're going to have to make shots. And, and I think that that's where you, you get back to Joe and – Last year's team, for instance, had a lot of options, right? You had Buddy, you had Cole, you know, Jimmy could connect from deep. You had Joe. You This year, you've got Joe, and you've got, what, Chris Bell here and there, Justin Taylor here and there, Benny Williams here and there. Sounds like a chemistry lab. <laughs> You you need you need somebody to make shots. It can't just be Joe making shots from the outside um, on Saturday if they're going to win this game. So, um, I, I think the play of the backcourt is going to the play of the backcourt is, is o- always important. This game on Saturday, the and I, I said this yesterday. I know you weren't here. I used y- your term about you love to talk about measuring stick. This is a measuring stick game for Judah, um, in terms of how far he's come. And yes, it's a measuring stick game for this team, but I think more so for this backcourt and for Judah in particular. Backcourt is going to be so important to the outcome of this game. You know what else I've uh, discovered, Steve, that I've noticed uh, about this team? I feel like we're kind of giving Jesse Edwards a bad rap over the past couple games. And, you know, is he regressing? Why is he? The kid has a skill set that the forwards are completely completely ruining for him. It he can beat everybody down the court. He he can do things. He's quicker than any other center in the league. And he's he's got to stay in one spot and rebound because he has zero help yeah, in no rebounding. Help. Yeah. And if Benny could grab a basketball he he can beat people down the court and get into position quicker, but he can't. He doesn't have that option, so he's battling with guys that weigh thirty pounds more than him because he's got to wait and make sure the rebound's secured. There is some truth to that. There is some truth to that. And I've been uh, early on in Benny or uh, Jesse's career. I was kind of you know he's he's got a lot of work to do, and I feel bad for him right now is because his skill set isn't being able to be used. He has gotten progressively better, and you're supposed to, right? Yeah. And we, we've talked about that, about it's the job of the coaches, but it's also the job of the individual player to to progress and get better, and he has done that uh, every step of the way. And you see glimpses of a guy like Benny Williams doing it. Like the BC game was a glimpse of, okay, it's in there, yeah, and, and well, you you want to see that on a regular basis. Yeah, I, I don't get Benny Williams. 
And I'm normally the like we all saw him rip his shirt, and he was frustrated. He legitimately had a ball that any human could have rebounded. Any, it hit him square in the chest and bounced off of it. And I don't get it. It's so. I'm not a coach. I'm just a guy watching on the sideline. And it's got to be so frustrating yeah. for Coach Beheim and Coach Autry to watch that. And again, it's it's bizarre. And, and you didn't see the press conference afterwards, but Jim Beheim touched on Benny and he said, "Listen, he's he is the best forward on our team." He said, "You come to practice and watch every day. He is the best forward." And then you go into the game, and you don't really know what you're going to get. You, sometimes it's really good, like it was against BC. Sometimes it's not, like it was against Louisville. Chris Bell got out-rebounded by a kid who was laying on the ground in that game. <laughs> he was on his back and reached up and grabbed a rebound before him. And it's it's unbelievable to watch. Yes. Yeah. And that's why And we spent a lot of time yesterday talking about the rebounds that Joe Girard got, and you know Joe won them that game, twenty-eight points. But the seven rebounds, and in particular, the last rebound that he got—that contact was made, drew the foul, went to the line, hit the free throws. I mean, that was that was the difference in the game. That, and obviously, the last possession is—you know—all chaos kind of broke out there. But Joe won them that game, and in large part, he won that game with his rebounding. Right. He, you know, Brent brought it up. And we, we can discuss this in the next segment, maybe. Brent brought it up. I said it to Jordan. We're almost at the 10 bleeping games for this kid. And you can hate him all you want. But they don't win Richmond without him. They don't win Louisville without him. They don't win a lot of games without him. As good as Benny and was. I mean, he was they, a big reason why they pulled away from BC. I mean, and I, you can point at their, big, their losses as they lost because he wasn't there. Right. Yeah, I mean, I said that yesterday, Paulie, that you, um, it's not a coincidence that when he plays well, they play well, and when he doesn't play well, they don't play well. I mean, that he is he is very important to this team. I just wish he would learn how to uh, maybe call a timeout if he gets double teamed on the with the up against the the base or the you know out of bounds line. Again, he did it against Louisville where he got trapped and just threw it to the other team. And He has some, uh, no doubt. I mean, they, But they're repeatable. They're repeat he, mistakes. He, he has bad turnovers. You know, he'll take a bad shot or two. He'll Take he'll, a timeout. He'll make a bad pass or two. Um, but again, I mean, you, you look at his numbers from this year. He went through that, that miserable three-game stretch. Outside three-game stretch, he has been very consistent for this team. And they've needed him to be. Uh one last thing on the Syracuse Louisville game before we put that to bed too. As ugly as that game was, I don't know if anybody was like, the only reason they won that game was because their point guard who was having a great game walked down the court, was literally standing in front of the zone, just dribbling and handed the ball to Judah Mintz. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, that doesn't happen. So like Louisville's terrible. They, they are bad. But that happens sometimes. They go out and they knock down shots. Yeah, that was uh, inexplicable, as just as much as the Benny Williams uh, dropping the ball, that... or, or both point guards just <laughs> falling over themselves <laughs> on the, the final the play. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was ugly. I if I I, I don't want to ask coach this, but I would. I'm kind of interested if that's kind of one you bury. I, yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Or you use it and say, look at how 
Like he, his exact quote to me after the game was, "That was terrible basketball." Yeah, thirty-six turnovers between the two teams. Thirty-six in forty minutes. It's almost a turnover a minute. Even I can do the math on that. Let's uh, let's hit a timeout. Three one five four three seven. 7644 if you'd like to check in. Again, uh, Jim Bay, I'm coming up at 1 o'clock. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. Artist of the day. Cool in the gang, Steve, because one of the gang is celebrating a birthday today. You don't know which one. You his want me to look it up? His name is Funky Brown. Oh, I, you do know? Yeah, I don't know what his first. I forgot his first name. This one's called Too Hot. The ACC is too hot for us to handle right now. Like Miami losing to Georgia Tech is. I mean, Louisville's bad, but that's the equivalent of losing to Louisville for Miami. Right, I don't know Georgia if it's the same thing. Trash, and Miami is better than Syracuse. Okay, all right. If you want to go there, I think I think Louisville's the worst team in the conference. Yeah, I think are. I think we could see that. But that is a horrible loss for Miami. Yes, it is. It's not Brian, but it's a bad loss. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. I mean, it's not Bryant, is it? Louisville would have been worse than Bryant. That's crazy, right? That's crazy. That's that's nuts. What you know? Was there NC State beating Duke more surprising than Georgia Tech beating Miami? No, I would, I would, I would stick with you there. Well, I think maybe the way in which NC State beat Duke was more surprising. I mean, they won by twenty four. The game was over at five minutes in. Um, but yeah, the, the Georgia Tech beating Miami was was eye opening. I, I think they. I think they kind of both are, <laughs> right? I feel like, like if if NC State beat Duke seventy five seventy three, I wouldn't have raised an eyebrow. They beat him eighty four to sixty. It's all gonna figure itself out, right? You looking at this, Virginia's two and like look at the top four teams right now. Miami's the only one that belongs there, right? It's Clemson, Pittsburgh, Miami, Syracuse. I do, it's going to figure itself out. I, I do think, and I think we're going to see this more and more, by the way, given you know the transfer portal and the way things are now in college basketball and college athletics in general, the, the way that you can, you, know, you can get old very quick. And Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's pretty good. Now, I, you know, I, don't, I don't know as if they belong among the top three in the conference. I get what you're saying there. But the way that they've put that team together, they're, they're pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think Miami is legit. I'm not sure about Clemson. I watched a lot of that Clemson Vatek game last night, as I told you. And they're old too, though, right? They are, yeah. And that that's that's the point. You know, and I think you'll see. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the older teams are getting off to a better start. Which is another thing you get into. And Mike Bray may be uh, on his last leg in Notre Dame. They're old and they're not good. They're right? not good. Yeah. I thought that was going to be a good win for Syracuse. Not so much. Yeah. I thought so too. I thought so too. I mean, I didn't. I didn't expect them to contend for an ACC title, but I didn't expect them to be bad. Um, like NC State is twelve and four right now, but they're only two and three in conference. Virginia Tech's one and three in conference. This is all going to even out. 
Pitt probably will fall back to being what they should be, maybe. You think Clemson is a, a top five team? Yeah. In the conference? Yeah. You do? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think they've done it without like one of their big name players, right? I mean, they, they are they're a veteran team. They I, I don't they're know. They're well coached, they, as they like to they, say. Yes, the, they the are. They are well coached. Um, I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't overwhelmed with how good they were last night, but they did get the win. They made some big shots down the stretch, and you know, Vatek missed some big shots down the stretch, and and they were able to get the victory. Yeah. So, and right now, Syracuse just got to win games, right? That's all you got. That's all you can do. You've put yourself in this position. You got to beat everybody. Yeah. I mean, and this is a huge one. This is this is a great opportunity. It, and I, it I erases think, it erases some ugly if you if you beat Virginia. Right. And Virginia. and you you know that this is gonna be a bona fide quad one game. And I think that us talking about all the parody in the ACC, I think along with that, we don't know how many quad one opportunities they're going to have. Right. And you know that this is one. Like there, there's no way Virginia's not gonna be in the top seventy five. It's a road game at Virginia. This is a signature win if you're able to get it. It's also a game that you should be able to stay in because Virginia's not exactly a, right. They're not going to blow you out. Yeah, I mean they could blow you out, but they don't have uh, you know right. Kyle Guy and uh, but it, Ty uh, Jerome on the team. Yeah, right now. and it also DeAndre could be Hunter. it also could be sixty to twenty two is the final score <laughs> <laughs> if it, you know if it goes the way Virginia wants it to go. If so. you can't score against yeah, them, yeah. So. Um, but they're they're not going to blow you out. I don't think this particular team is going to blow you out. Um, so yeah, it should be relatively close, and you got to make shots. And I think the the backcourt play is going to be two, so very important. You got two quad one guarantees, I think, in the next four games in Virginia and Miami. Virginia Tech's kind of faltering in that spot right now. They could be one. There's not a lot though. There's not a lot of options. You've got one more shot with Virginia at home, but you'd rather beat them on the road, which is. Yeah, it's crazy to be thinking this way right now, but a road quad one win would be huge. I, I don't think it's crazy to be thinking this right now. I mean, it's it's early January, but you know the, the next two months are going to go quick. And this year, it's not like you could say, well, we'll get around to those quad one wins. You, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know how many chances you're going to get. So when you get a chance, you know, you better darn well take advantage of it. Like, you don't know. You, you don't know North Carolina is going to be a quad one yeah. opportunity, a home game. You know, they would have to be in the top 35. You don't know that for they sure. I mean, you think that they'll forget, be it, but you don't know that. North Carolina was on the bubble when Syracuse rolled in there at the end of last year. Right. You know? Uh, so, yeah, you don't know that's going to be a quad one win. Uh, Virginia Tech could be. Duke could be. NC State could be. Pitt at Pitt look, is looking like one. That might be one of the more solid ones. I'm just looking through the net ranking right now. Yeah, Pitt is 64. Clemson 68. So we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. But, yeah, I mean, there, I think there's going to be a lot of borderline teams in the ACC in terms of whether or not they're, they're quad one games. I mean, Carolina's still 29 in the in the net rankings, but you got to be top 35 for it to be a home game. Uh, Duke is 24. Um. So, yeah, I think there are some opportunities out there, but you know that this one is a quad one chance. And you've got to uh, beat good teams. Right. And has this team shown especially, it can do especially it? Especially if you've lost to a couple of questionable teams that Syracuse has, in, in Brian and Colgate this, in particular. Virginia so. would go a long way. In, uh, and how about Illinois, by the way? Illinois winless in the Big Ten. Lost again last night, 0-3 in the Big Ten. 
Why to rain on the parade, Steve? So negative. No, I'm not trying to be negative. Just, just pointing it out. Uh, all right, Dan's looking in the window at us. Ready to take a break and come back and talk to Dan. All right. Uh, so we've got Dan from Wildcat Sports Pub next. We've got Jim Beheim one o'clock. Mike Waters one thirty. Back after this on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Hour number two of Orange Nation. Paulie, Steve with you, artist of the day. Cool of the gang. Celebration, Steve. This is the one everybody knows. I feel like they know all their songs. This one in particular. All right, we uh, we go to our guest line uh, to bring on the Hall of Famer. Brought to you every week by Oswego County Mutual. Jim Beheim, our guest on the show, and uh, Coach. I don't know if you were celebrating a, a win necessarily on Tuesday. It wasn't it wasn't the prettiest of games, but you know, a win is a win. You've won seven of eight now, and uh, you know you're starting to rack up victories. What what has allowed you guys to go on this uh, this little bit of a run? Well, I don't know. We played a little better. The Louisville game was uh, the the. the the only bad part of the Louisville game was that were our turnovers that were directly leading to baskets. Uh, we haven't done that this year. Well, we've been pretty good with that. And we gave them, say, 15 points. If you just don't do that, you, it's a pretty easy game. Um, we didn't play great, but we played good offensively. Uh, they played their best game. They probably had their best shooting game of the year. Uh, they made 11 threes. They're averaging five or six. Uh, so they played well. They've got some good players. They, they've struggled, but they've, uh, they, they've got some pretty good players, and I think they'll do a little bit better uh, the rest of the year. But bottom line is we made mistakes that we haven't made and I don't think we will make uh, that led to them getting 15, probably 15, at least 15 points. So... That part of it was was bad. Joe and Judah, you know, had nine turnovers. They don't they don't do that. Uh, that was the only bad part of the game. Other than that, we moved the ball. We made some shots. We played good. D- we forced them into five uh, shot clock violations. So there was a lot of good things. Any game you play in this league, I don't care who you're playing. It's not going to be easy. Boston College, uh, people thought they struggled early in the year. You know, they just beat Notre Dame and they beat Virginia Tech. Um, you know, they're good. They're pretty good. Not, not, maybe not great, but pretty good teams. Uh, NC State struggled early in the year and they had Duke down 20, 30 points yesterday. Um, it's a very difficult league. Georgia Tech struggled very much early in the year. And, you know, Miami's you know, legitimate top 10, 12 team, and they beat them. So the league is kind of like that. I think there's more balance than ever before, um, top to bottom. I thought Virginia, I still think Virginia is probably the best team, but they've struggled a little bit. But you can't deny Pittsburgh. They won, killed Northwestern. Northwestern just beat Illinois, I think. Yep. Uh, they went to NC State and won, and obviously they beat us, and then they beat North Carolina. So it's not a fluke. They just started slow because they had all new players, you know, all transfer guys. So now they're 
they're veteran guys, and now they're used to playing together. They're good. Clemson's got veteran guys. They're good. You know, they're very good. They, uh, well, uh, there's, there's no question that we get seven or eight really good teams, and then the other teams are not bad. So it's going to be a, it's a very difficult year, and you know we knew that coming in. Um, we're, we're not playing the level you have to play at. Uh, we have a lot of young guys trying to figure out what they can do or can't do, and uh, I think we're getting a little better, but we we need to get a lot better. I wanted to ask you about Joe's performance uh, Tuesday night, and he's been very steady and very good by and large this year, but the seven rebounds in particular, I thought that that decided the game, including the last one he got, which led to a couple of free throws. Was that a uh, a concerted effort and a, a, a focus to get the guards rebounding more? Yeah, or was that, we, yeah, go ahead. We talked about it, and Jerry worked on that in practice, and uh, they they listened. They did it. You know, we, we talked to, that, to our forwards, too, but they're not – Doing the same thing, but yeah, the guards were were really good there. I mean, the, the turnover they had they had great games, Judah and Joe, except for the just some of the turnovers were crazy. I mean, just not even not even really forced turnovers, just just bad turnovers that we usually don't make, and we can't make. You know, we can't make. Um, so yeah, I mean, Joe's been great. He's the most <laughs> Uh, unappreciated player I think we've ever had here. Maybe he's kind of in the Trevor Cooney mode, I think. <laughs> no uh, doubt. <laughs> but the people doing that don't know anything about basketball. I mean, they know zero. If you find yourself agreeing with them in any way, shape, or form, then you know zero. <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. He's had a great career here. He's playing great. He single-handedly won that game. You understand that? Yeah. He single-handedly won the game. I mean, Judah did some nice things. Jesse, you know, but make no mistake, he he single-handedly won the game with the free throws, with two threes, with the rebounds. I mean, he just he played he played a great game. He's been good. He had he had that one stretch where he was was bad, but. He's played really good all year and uh, very underappreciated player. You can make a solid argument that I don't know anything about basketball, Coach. Easily. I don't even have to make an argument. <laughs> uh, I do want to ask you a question about the forwards rebounding and Jesse. Uh, does it affect Jesse's ability on offense when he has to stay there and he is the primary rebounder? Like he, The one attribute he does have is he can beat other teams down the court and it's easier no, for him to get... No, that's, that's not a factor. That's not a factor at all. I mean, he's a good rebounder, but your center usually gets... He got a lot of rebounds in his area, and he's even getting rebounds a little out of his area, but he's... No, that doesn't affect Jesse. I mean, he got pushed a little bit again, and he's he missed four layups. I mean, he usually doesn't do that. You know, he's he's been very good around the basket, and uh, he just wasn't himself. I didn't think offensively um, in the game. And interestingly, when Jesse went to the, everybody's worried about Jesse. It was ni- we were down nineteen to ten when Jesse went to the bench. We were up twenty-two to nineteen when he was on the bench. We we ran off twelve, thirteen, fourteen points in a row. So we can play, we can cover. We don't want to, but we can. 
we can cover that. But he's got to get much better offensively. He was, I thought he was much better offensively early in the year, and I think he can get there, get back to there. I, I, but, I, uh, I did have no, there, Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, I did no, have one go. more question about about him. Last year, I know you guys had shooters, and it was easier to get him open shots like he was lower on the other team's scouting report. Is there a way this year to get him that free roll to the basket like he was getting last year? They're taking that away. What they did last year is double buddy every time, and so when he rolled, they stayed with Joe, and you know now there's, they're not doing that. They're not letting Jesse roll down. I mean, remember, he got like six dunks in a couple games. I mean, he, he's just not getting that. It's, they're not going to let him get that uh, this year. But he's. We try to get him rolled down. We try to get something there in the lob. Uh, Judah got him on a lob in the second half. But it's hard to get that. They're staying with. They're they're respecting Jesse. They're keeping a body on him, and he's just got to finish better when they're pushing him. He's got to turn in and finish better, and and he works on that every day. He's he's getting better. He. I I just think people. You know, he never played high school. He didn't play at all. Didn't play when he came over here. Uh, so, I mean, he's really a very young basketball player in terms of his experience. All right, let's look ahead to Saturday now and a, a great opportunity, right? It's a, a nationally ranked opponent, quad one opportunity. Well, on everybody, yeah, everybody gets to you, you get all crazy about this stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, and they, we've got, <laughs> look, I don't even know exactly. I think it's, what, four, 16 games left? Yeah, you're like smack yeah. dab in the middle of the season. Yeah, no, we're not. We're in the beginning of the conference season. We've got 16 conference games left. Every one of them is important. Every one. And when you start important, putting importance on one game or another, that's not the way you do it. Each game is the most important game you're going to play. That's what we look at it as. When you're doing media stuff, then it's a whole. That's a whole different world. In our world, we need to play the next game. If we hadn't beaten Louisville, the Virginia game wouldn't help much. Yeah, good point. <laughs> it's every game, and you know, at the end of the year, you got to have wins, and we got 16 opportunities to get some wins. And all these teams are good; they're good teams. Uh, we got we got our league got cheated last year. And I think we will again this year because we got so much balance, and uh, you're going to get get a pick up losses in this league, and uh, I think that's going to hurt us at the end of the year, and uh, you know because a team like Pittsburgh or a team like Clemson had some bad early season losses, but they're not that team. They're not that. This is the one thing people don't do, and I don't think the committee does. They're not the team they were. Miami last year was not the team early that they were early in the year, and that was never taken into account. And uh, the, that's, that's the the one problem when you count every game equally in the season. So you end up twenty and ten, but one team won sixteen at the end and had a bad start. And the other team won 16 of the game and had a bad finish, but they looked at them as the same. Well, they're not the same. They're not the same team. It's it's how you're playing at the end of the year. 
And that needs to be factored in a little bit more. It wasn't last year. I don't know if it will be this year. But, uh, you know, we'll see when it comes to that. But every game is crucial. Even if we don't want a couple more games early, every game is a crucial game. They're, you know, it's it, we're 10 and 5. That's not great. If we were 12 and 3, it wouldn't matter. Every game ahead is important. It's not more important or less important. You have to win in your conference to be uh, to get anywhere. That's that's the way it works. I mean, if you went thirteen and zero in non-conference, that would help you a lot. But you know, uh, we just have we have to win in the conference. That's what's ahead of us, and every game we play is important. Yeah, no doubt. And I guess uh, just quickly, last one for you: What stands out to you about this particular Virginia team? Well, I thought they were the best team in the conference. Uh, they struggled. They lost a couple, but they, if they lose, it's a they, they're games they could have won. They're 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 a veteran team, fifth years, bunch of fifth year guys. They can shoot it. They got big size inside. Uh, I, I'm telling you, Pittsburgh's a really good team. I mean, Pittsburgh really beat us by 20. They just gave us a chance because they turned the ball over against us. They were up 20. Um, and Pittsburgh's a really good team, and uh, they'll be uh, uh, they'll be there at the end of the year. They won't falter. They'll be good. They're they're playing good. Um, but Virginia's. I think they're. I still think they're the best team in the conference. Um, and but they 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 just play great defense, and they got a bunch of fifth year players. At the end of the day, Clemson's winning. With fifth-year, fourth-year players, all, the, all those guys down there that are playing are fourth or fifth-year players. Same thing at Virginia. Um, NC State's got veterans now. That's why they're playing better. Pittsburgh's those guys are. You know, Henson's like twenty-five years old. He's been <laughs> six years in college. I mean, these guys are veteran guys that know what they're doing, know how to play. And uh, you know, we're young. Louisville's young. I mean. You know, it's uh, Notre Dame's the only team with veterans that's that struggled, and uh, but you know they struggled last year too, so it's not completely un, un, unusual. But uh, no, I mean Virginia is really good. I, I think at the end of the day they're the best team in the conference, and you know North Carolina will get there too. I just they may lose some games here and there, but. At the end of the year, they're, they were a Final Four team last year, and those guys get in the tournament, they're going to know what they need to do. Yeah, I think uh, I think Kihei Clark's got like 140 career starts or something like that. Now yeah, in his fifth I mean, year, it's a, it's yeah. Amazing. I mean, he's he's really good. Yeah. The other uh, Gardeners, yeah, they're good. They're really yeah. good, and they've been here for a long time. And everybody always talks about experience, and yeah. It's, it is. That's why people talk about it. <laughs> it matters. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. But when you lose, it's like that doesn't come into consideration. <laughs> right, right. Oh, I hear you. It's just it's the way it works. But, yeah, I mean, they're really good, and we, we just have to go out and play well and, you know, just eliminate the mistakes, certainly, that we made at Louisville. We can't do that. All right, Coach. Uh, best of luck. We'll do it again next week. All right, bye. All right uh, Jim Beheim uh, joining us, brought to you every week by Oswego County Mutual, Paul. That's right, and if you'd like to ask Coach questions, as uh, people in the chat would like to, or if you'd like to call in and ask him a question, you can do it tonight at Carabas. He's there uh, with Matt Park on the Learfield Show from 
uh, 7 to 8, and then from 8 to 8.30 at TK99 and 8.30 to 9 on QSportsTalk.com. So if you'd like to ask the coach your questions, you can. All right. And with that, we'll uh, hit another timeout. Phone lines open at 315-437-7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio.